1: My name is Stevie B, this is uh, my buddy Eric Copeland, and uh, welcome to episode 59 of the Make Music Income podcast. Uh, so earlier this week, I put out a, a video on YouTube about some of the subtle differences between lo-fi hip hop for for Spotify and the, the type of lo-fi hip hop that I would send um, to Artlist. And it got me thinking about a broader conversation on what genres and styles of music uh, just work best in general for uh, for opportunities in music licensing. Uh, both of us have experience working in a variety of different genres, so I, I'm hoping this will be an interesting uh, discussion. I think it will be. Ultimately, I think the key to a successful uh, sync placement is just high-quality material uh, with amazing talent behind it, uh, regardless of the genre, but one common thread among successful, successfully licensed songs is that they are you know, stylistically in line with what's popular today. Um, additionally, upbeat, happy, fun songs uh, with universal themes uh, are consistently requested by music supervisors, ad agencies, and, and music libraries. Um, but we'll get into all of that shortly. We'll talk about different genres that we're, uh, that we're focused on. And uh, before we do, as always, uh, let's do a little weekly recap. Eric, what's been going on, man?
0: Well, uh, it's been a good week uh, as far as getting stuff done. Um, I spent some time on the weekend putting tw- uh, twenty or so songs out on Distrokid under several different brands. Part of my initiative to get a hundred songs on out to out to Spotify this year and twenty and, and songs. The, wow. Yeah, I mean they were two albums basically, and one album was twelve songs, one album was like nine songs. So there's actually twenty-one songs, but um, in two different genre, two different things. I am tying some of them back to my. I, I have a, a, a relatively new Spotify and and um, DSP presence called John Eric Copeland that I started a few years ago for my. Uh, my composer side and so some mm-hmm. some of the and these two one was from one of my brands called master score music one was from another one of my brands and i just tied them both back to me so that they appear on both my spotify profiles so cool. it kind of says featuring me or it depends on the the like on apple it'll say something different than it says on i think apple uses the featuring tag versus spotify which just puts the name of the other person underneath it they don't say featuring so and so that okay. right? Yeah, I think that's how it works. But different di- di- different stores list it different ways. But anyway, it's all a, as a goal to get stuff coming back to my uh, to my uh, personal composer one, and kind of tying me into my brands a little bit. So I'm trying that. But I got more to put out. I just only got to about 21 this weekend, and uh, I, I also have been working on a new non-exclusive piece that I um, started months ago and uh, it, it was really cool kind of guitar based piece and I've been sharing it this week in my masterminds and uh, should be ready to f- finalize that mix this weekend or, or next week and get it out to Motion Array. I had another Motion Array um, song get up there so hopefully that'll stimulate things. I'll, I'll be lucky to make a check for the last two months I didn't even get a check this month because it's been so dead over there on Motion Array and I since I don't do the kind of level that you do, it's been really quiet, but, um, that's okay. I'm not focused on it this year right now and anything it does is fine. Um, I'm much more focused on other things, including my sync stuff, which is, um, really starting to, uh, have a lot of action there. My, um, uh, I, been working with this BMG library for. It's been the first library I worked with, and and it's the most active library. Mm-hmm. And um, recently, they asked me to do some different things. They have these briefs, and they've started this whole, um, this whole thing using something called Baseline, I think it is, and it's it's kind of like a an organizational. Uh, software like Asana or something like that where everybody can be part of it and the, the the music library guy can say okay we've got a brief for this who wants to be part of this and you can submit your uh, you can submit to the briefs there and all that kind of stuff so it's very cool I've been talking about it but it's been a lot of fun I've had a dramedy and a quirky song that I put into two different briefs and both of those got accepted by the client so that's cool all good Wow, what a better process to actually put it to a library that's going to then just take it and not uh, uh, hope that it gets heard or whatever. But anyway, uh, yeah. both on that library and both uh, up there, and we'll see what happens with those two. A very large library, so we'll see if those do something. And, and there should be lots of other uh, other kind of briefs like this. Uh, another brief that's, that they came to me specifically and a few others on the, on, in the group, uh, in the library was for some really modern country, contemporary, very, very modern country. It's almost like pop music, except it's got a little country, a dash of country in it. So they asked me if I'd be part of it. And so, um, I am actually in the top line part of it. Someone else is making the track and I am, Uh, making the top line or the melody and the vocal and the the lyrics and doing that part of it. I could sprinkle some other country instruments on there if I want to, but then it's just a matter of giving them the vocal with the lyrics and uh, and then uh, any other tracks I create, and then they will mix it there. And send it on. So that I did my first one of those this weekend as well, or the other day, yesterday, as curly, and uh, and wrote that yesterday morning, and and uh, and getting a singer to sing that. So that's underway, and that's all. I mean, I, I probably am not. I don't. I don't think that. Oh man, if I could only just write the lyrics to someone else's chords. You know, that's not my first uh, calling, but doing it anyway, and it's uh, it's you know. of something is better than 100% of nothing. So, um, you know, we'll see how that all works out. Um, Speaking of sync and income, I got uh, my first uh, sync checks lately, Um, a very, very small one from my BMG library as far as upfront sync payments, Uh, and then a rather... A, a three-digit one from uh, another library, which I haven't heard hide nor hear hear from uh, scorekeepers. I finally uh, they just oh, they sent me you. some money. Yeah, they just oh, sent wow. me some some upfront money. This is not back end. This is upfront money. Okay. So that's encouraging. I don't I don't have any kind of knowledge or statement for what those were, and so I'd like to contact them and see if there's a way to look that up. There might be something I miss on the website that's a statement or something, but. Very cool to get some sync, some upfronts, you know, money coming in. It's it's again, it's more of that, you know, if you see something that could be a, a small streams could become larger streams as you get more and more songs in there. So that's but, the goal. And is
1: BMG paying you quarterly? Is and like the other ones or is what's the, or do they just kind of pay you whenever you, there's something to pay?
0: I don't know if uh, every, every library is different. Some are yeah. quarterly, some are twice a year. Um, some are as stuff comes in or, or stacks up. I have no idea really, yeah. um, and that's not something you want to be bugging them about. Hey, do you have any things for me? Hey, do you have any things for me? Um, because they've got you know dozens, if not hundreds, of writers. You know, and so you don't want to we'll probably get be that, that, email that guy. Lie. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I just will uh, let that go and concentrate on the back end through the pros and stuff, and, and uh, watch that stuff come in. So. Yeah, it's hard to know, um, but yeah, you hope that you're going to have that kind of um, that kind of consistency, at least on a quarterly basis or a yearly basis or whatever. But um, yeah, that's the first sink income I've seen from from uh, those libraries and uh, on top of, you know, some stuff I'm seeing in the back end. So it's all starting to happen. Um, Other than that, this week, I've done some coaching and the masterminds. Other than that, that's which is enough, I think all that I've just said a lot going on. So How about you, what's going on? That's cool, man. Uh, Yeah, I've been kind of short on
1: income um, lately as well, uh, which is why I've been trying to uh, focus primarily on finishing this content for Cubase uh, throughout this week, um, which has taken up a huge chunk of my time for the last three days. I'm really trying to just get it all done. um, And it's challenging, man. It's challenging because I can't just take my time with it. Like in my courses that I, I host on the Production Music Academy, I can kind of, you know, uh, segment things however I like and and distribute that that content throughout, you know, multiple videos. Uh, but in this case, I have these parameters I have to work on uh, work within. Um, specifically, like each video is supposed to be roughly ten minutes, um, and there's four different videos, and I'm covering basically, uh, you know, the entire. Uh, creation mixing and mastering process for a lo-fi hip-hop track using nothing but Cubase uh, stock virtual instruments uh, samples loops and and plugins right so it's it's a it's a huge challenge for me to get it done and make it you know, make it great because I, w- I really want to give them something that's awesome so that they, they keep, you know, uh, hiring me to do these kinds of things. This is It's fun, but it is it is really time consuming and it's challenging to put all the information into, uh, into like four 10-minute videos. Um, they've gone over a little bit so far, so hopefully they won't mind. Uh, but uh, yeah, that I'm trying to wrap up uh, within the next two days uh, and I'm going to send it off to them, like I'm hoping by the end of this week. So uh, I hope they like it. Cool. Um, it's been it's been quite the journey man are these to like, for youtube these are for their official youtube channel yeah yeah i hope that i mean you know folks listening to this can go check it out when it's when it's posted i don't know when that'll be but um it'll be it'll be interesting you know i, I it's 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 been interesting to dig through the the stock stuff of cubase and you know compare that against what's uh in logic and see how different they are it's it's really quite fascinating in? Uh, There's you know there's advantages and disadvantages to to both Daws. They really they really stand on their own in terms of what they um, they can offer, and each have like these these features and these sounds and these built-in things that are really really you know um, advantageous depending on your workflow how you you know how you prefer things. But um, I, I really can't I honestly can't say whether I prefer. Logic or Cubase, they both have really, really interesting features, um, and I know that there's diehard fans for both of them. And um, you know, I'm just I'm just more used to Logic because I've been using it for so many years. But um, they do you are think both. If you,
0: do you think if you didn't have your plugins, your 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 VST plugins, not not um, you know, if you were just stock on Cubase, you could still do all that you do in a similar way to Logic.
1: That is. That is a difficult question to answer. I definitely um, feel as though it's a challenge to just use the stock stuff, but it's only because I'm so reliant on these third-party pl- plugins that yeah. I've become so familiar with. I don't mm-hmm. think it's that you can't um, produce amazing stuff with stock uh, with plugins. I mean, we've seen—I've uh, seen my friend Alex, you know, create incredible uh, music with uh, with like the stock Logic stuff. Um, it's totally possible to do it. Uh, but I just, like I said, you know, I'm so used to my 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 Fab filter e- e- EQ and my compressor, and like I just understand, I just, I'm deeply familiar. I'm more familiar. about
0: the software instruments, the all oh, the software like instruments. For, yeah, like for instance, I was, you know, I I sometimes create on an island, like if I'm at school or if I'm on my I, my um, laptop and I only have GarageBand or I only have Logic, then I'm forced to create. W- Something that sounds good with, with Logic and right. Logic especially has so many. You know, I can find a sound like this one song that I'm doing this week that I just finished, or I'm about to finish. It started with a Logic steel guitar, you know, acoustic guitar sound, and you probably know which one I'm talking about. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's surprisingly good to the point where, as I've been showing it to people, they're like, "Who who played that guitar at the beginning?" I'm like, "That's a Logic sound. That is what kind of drove this me to write this this tune." And uh, that's happened before in Logic, and I find that I bring it home with every intention of replacing all the sounds, and I replace the drums, I replace the bass line, and so much other stuff, and and real piano, but so much other stuff, even sometimes string sounds and things I'll keep from Logic because they're so, so good. Do you think Cubase does that same, has that same power? I think I think so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've been digging through some of the the, the retrolog uh, synth presets as well as the drum kits in in Cubase, and they're fantastic. They're they're really really good. Yeah, I think they're comparable. I can't I, I can't say for sure that uh, the orchestral stuff um, compares. Like I I haven't really uh, had a chance to dig through that too much. With maybe Cubase, they're not but, trying to, you but know. yeah, that's the thing. It's like they're probably, you know, maybe they're focusing on one thing over the other. Uh, but uh, yeah, from what I've, you know, seen so far, the virtual instruments are great, and you know, I'm, 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 using them, and they, you know, in the same way, they have like all these, these loops and these one shot samples that you can pull from. Same with Logic, um, mm-hmm. and they're all great, and they have these, these amazing collections. that I'm using, they have collections for lo-fi hip hop specifically, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm using a lot of those um yeah man that's been kind of bogging me down uh, this week but other than that I got a bunch of tunes up on motion array uh hopefully hopefully they they do okay they're not uh, killing it just yet but you know motion Array is it's been it's been like a steady like two or three hundred dollars a month even without uploading anything so it's mm-hmm. like all my back catalog is still kind of uh, finding its way to,
0: to to people, which is cool. Um,
1: and these are the dog
0: days of stock right now. January and February are the lowest months you'll have.
1: Yeah, I think in general. it's rough. It's rough out there right now. But I mean, you know, I haven't been uploading much. Um, Artlist downloads are st- are still doing good, I presume. But they they have some weird bug on the Artlist panel, um, which doesn't hmm. show. I think the the correct download volume, but that's um, it's not a you know, it's not that important. But uh, hopefully, <clears throat> things are still going. Well, there. I'm finishing up some Artlist originals projects this week as well, and uh, man, just uh, yeah, carrying on. That's about it for me. <laughs> cool. So, sounds like enough. Yeah, that's enough. Um, yeah, let's talk. Ch- let's chat about uh, about genres, man. Like, uh,
0: which one do you want to start with here? Because I, I think I'll just start with your list. I mean, I think you. It depends on who you are is how you'd go through this list, but we could just start with your very first one, which was hip hop.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of hip hop, you know. Um, hip hop is such, I mean, it, it, hip hop has attained like global dominance, I would say it's probably the most popular uh, genre period. Um, so I mean, it's just so relevant to, you know, to, to today's what we're what we're hearing in terms of popular music, it's, it's infused its way into 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 pretty much everything. Uh, when you listen to uh, like, like pop, you know, pop is really, really kind of uh, embraced hip hop. Um, yep. so, and I mean, there's so many sub genres. That's the thing too. It's just such a massive genre. Like we got lo fi, we got trap, uh, we got, I mean, I've done really well creating kind of like nostalgic nineties, up-tempo oh, hip hop yeah. on, on motion array. Um, and I also infuse a lot of hip hop into like corporate stylings and, and like, you know, I mix it with rock I mix it with or- orchestral, um, yeah. and I just. You know i've had i've had a ton of success with hip-hop i think it's relatively easy to produce it um, which which is which makes it you know a very accessible uh genre and i would say you know if you haven't messed around with it yet and maybe say you're you're more into like orchestral music or acoustic uh you know singer-songwriter stuff i mean i don't know i think it's fun to just or say you're you're writing trailer music Um, Try try making a hip hop version of it, and I think you might
0: enjoy it. I I really I really do. I will infuse a lot of things also with hip hop, but it's you wouldn't when you listen to the song, you wouldn't think oh this is a hip hop song. Mm -hmm. You would think this is an orchestral song that has some hip hop like uh, some stylization, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. just some loops and things like that that kind of give it a kind of a backbeat groove type of thing. Um, I do have some actual hip hop things to produce. That have been on the back burner for a couple years now. Um, It's kind of like the next big pop album I do, and it's a pop album, but it'll be mostly in the probably closer to hip hop, uh, R and B, if you will. It'll mix those two a little bit. Mm -hmm. Which we're not going to really talk about R and B on here today. You didn't have that on there. I think you could you could kind of you could kind of you know mix pop and hip hop and R and B a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my stuff that different people have. Go
1: ahead yeah some of the some of the this the the tracks that i kind of put under the banner of hip hop might, might be more uh def- like defined as B or soul um yeah. sometimes but uh Yeah, certainly. Everybody has
0: a different definition of those, depending on who you are and where you're from and what your background is. Because back in the day, in the '90s, we called a lot of what's turned out to be hip hop. We called that R and B back then, exactly, because there wasn't a hip hop category yet, and we so we we it was labeled under R and B, and now hip hop has kind of become its own its own its own genre now.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So. But you know, hip hop pretty much takes us into has become pop music, and all pop music means is whatever's popular. That's yes. why it's that's why it's called pop music. It's popular e- music. E- yeah. Um, this is a kind of a, a broad swath here to call it pop and EDM because EDM is also another kind of offshoot from hip hop a little bit. You know, I mean, you could a lot of EDM and hip hop gets again depends on how you do you call something that is. That is uh, a dance music, dance, you know EDM. I mean, where does it, where does the line stop at hip hop and go into dance music? I think it's, I think maybe like a simplistic way of
1: defining it would be like, um, you like you wouldn't con- like if something had a breakbeat in it, you might define it as hip hop. Whereas if it was just like straight, you know, four on the floor type EDM, then that's yeah. EDM. You know what I mean? Like that's electronic. Could be tempo too. Yeah, it could be tempo. I mean, it, it, it's like the Calvin Harris type. You know uh like like edm is is you wouldn't say that's like hip-hop right it's just like straight like uh like club music type thing or like house music or whatever you know it's just a straighter beat um i hear a ton of this music man i mean it's like in in the shows in like reality tv or whatever i mean edm is is king um and i hear a ton of like pop and, and, and edm music and I, honestly man i, I don't have a lot of experience with with edm i haven't made an edm course i've never really written that type of music um it's probably my least familiar genre um, mm-hmm. writing in that style uh but i certainly listen i certainly love it you know and i've listened to a, a ton of it um and i mean yeah any throw on any reality tv show and you hear a ton of placements i think it's like really really popular for that and for so it, you know a great it, it's a great style to experiment with if you're um, if you're looking to uh, get like sync
0: placements on TV, I, I would say. Yeah, I have done, um, I've always done a bit of EDM, even before it was called EDM, just because I was a synthesizer player. Right. And by <clears throat> sequencing and stuff like that, you just had a lot of um, ARP stuff and beats and stuff that was just continuous beat, you know, not necessarily dance. So I guess you couldn't call it EDM, but. It was it was upbeat it was electronic and it was of all tempos, though, and and I guess EDM has all tempos. I mean, you have trap and stuff like that that is half speed mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. lo-fi starts to creep in at this point, you know, um, because, I mean, lo-fi is just a mixture of so many things um, and can include hip hop, but it also can include electronic sounds. It can include jazz sounds. It can include a lot of stuff, you know, yeah. so we don't even have a lo-fi in this list. Yeah, well, Mr. I guess it's that, that
1: would be under the banner of hip hop. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, that comes back um, to
1: hip-hop. Um, and in terms of whether lo-fi is a, is a licensable genre, you can go watch the video I just put out on YouTube about yeah. that.
0: But, <laughs> well, this is a category I've just done recently. You know, I did my first official dramedy piece um, for this library recently, and I had such fun, I can't wait to do more. Actually, the quirky piece is kind of dramedy as well. It's just more quirky and more odd. But uh, I love dramedy. I love working with the orchestra stuff. Um, And again, this is something that can even be done in Logic because there is such great little um, articulations in the strings and in the horns of Logic that you can make very realistic sounding, especially dramedy, which is is supposed to be kind of goofy and, and fun and not like... You don't have to have Spitfires' hottest, biggest, most expensive library exactly, to pull this yeah. off, yeah. and 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 you can use things like tubas and and bassoons and uh, quirky percussion and stuff like that, and it's just so much fun and overly needed by so many shows. Every reality show in the world wants to use dramedy tracks.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. There's just so there's so much application for it. Um, and what other genre do you get to use a bassoon in? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly and i loved it, it that that, yeah. that was the lead tune of my of my dramedy piece was like lead instrument was the bassoon
1: yeah i, lo- I love i the bassoon and i i just have some a, a blast writing dramedy and, and it kind of like has it it, it is it's similar to, to like to lo-fi in a way because it's it's so minimal like i really yeah. feel like you can get away with very very mm-hmm. little and it's just it's there's so much space in the music yeah. and that's what i love about it it's not like overly dense um, you can. Uh, I've I've got a dramedy template, and man, I could write something really quickly in it. Like you know, just, within a couple hours, I can have a track finished.
0: And plus, there are instruments like you said, bassoon, but also any orchestral instruments, pizzicato, and all the string articulations. You just don't get to use those in a lot of pop or whatever other stuff you're working on. We're, we're dealing with rhythm section things, and the orchestra yeah. is so vast. All the different things that you can use and the sounds and. And it's just so much fun. And, and another place where you can fuse hip hop in, um, you hear a lot of hip hop sneaking into dramedy, 100%. where you've got the orchestra, and then the hip hop beats behind it. So yeah, I haven't yeah. done any of that yet. I look to do that. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah, most of the dramedy I've written and has, has been done to like a trap beat. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll often just like grab it like a trap loop from splice just to just to get like my you know, the juices flowing and like write mm-hmm. the ideas down. Um, and man, it's so much fun! It's so yeah. much fun. I love it. And you know, you can you can actually write dramedy that's not orchestral as well. Yep. Um, yep. You can use it doing like kind of plucky synth sounds and uh, even like acoustic instruments as well. I've done that. As, mm. I've done that too. Um, and I think there's a lot of room for creativity in, there's in dramedy. There's lots of
0: styles. Everybody just thinks yeah. of pizzicato strings when they hear it, but you can go in lots of different ways. Latin dramedy, dramedy as well. Mm-hmm. I've Heard a lot of yeah. that, so. Like Django type of, you know, just yeah. Dixieland and and all sorts of just genres you can throw in there to do this kind of thing. So
1: yeah, totally very
0: fun. Next, you have acoustic on your list, and I guess here you're talking about things using acoustic sounds or acoustic type instruments, right?
1: Yeah, like folk. You know, folk music and mm-hmm. and like I, I I write a lot of like acoustic cinematic music, so like. Like you know, guitar focused, but also with you know maybe some background piano and strings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I write a ton of this stuff, um, and it's very very
0: useful. I think kind of four on the floor, kick drum and light brush snares and stuff. Yeah. yeah,
1: brush snares, light light percussion. Um, it's if you're a guitarist. I, I really, really recommend like messing with just like some uh, cinematic acoustic stuff. I mean, I there's a ton of it on Artlist. I think it does really, really well in the royalty-free space, but I think it also um, is probably really useful and in demand in the, in the TV licensing market as well.
0: Yeah, it, this is a, a genre that I kind of, um, actually, you really have to kind of just say acoustic slash folk, really. Although it could be acoustic without folk, but I started a whole brand called The Splendid Manifest that is just my. And as a matter of fact, this weekend one of the albums to put up to Distrokid is a full, like an EP, a full EP from that brand that I've been putting. I've just been making folk tunes, put on, uh, you know, non-exclusive libraries. But I really like doing it. I'd like to be a little bit more serious about it. Maybe do some vocal versions of some of these. But acoustic instruments, like orchestral instruments, same same deal as the dramedy stuff we were just talking about. That gives you mm. so uh, a different palette to work with. Upright bass and <clears throat> and and brush drums and uh, good acoustic guitars and vocals and st- pads and things like that it just it just makes you feel good it's it's feel good music a lot totally. of totally totally and you know
1: if you're not a guitarist it's i mean it's pretty amazing what what you the, the selection you can you got these days with uh, virtual instruments like uh, that that have guitars like strummed acoustic, by native instruments, oh man, um, amazing. Uh, there's there's actually a couple Spitfire libraries that are really uh, these the Fink Signature Series library is really really cool. Um, the uh the the hurt the hearth and hollow library yeah it just came out amazing Amazing. i gotta get Um, that i have the 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 picked nylon library from native instruments too which just sounds amazing it's so good and over
0: christmas i picked up the picked acoustic which i used a lot in this song that i just did this weekend which is very guitar focused so as even as a keyboard player with some of these native instrument plugins you can you can sound like real guitars i mean you really can totally and you can infuse
1: like so much realism into it as well like you know by mm-hmm. like doing tempo slowdowns and, and and you know just getting really really granular about slides all the slides exactly and yeah it's amazing I,
0: this picked acoustic one uh i i played at one time i played kind of a picked version and then also uh some mutes you know some uh some uh harmonics uh yeah. on on one part and then it went back to that and then it also played another part uh, either a more muted thing or something but you can it, articulations it's the same as strings you can really do a lot with different um, keys that let you change the articulations uh, or the or the playing style of the guitar and just it's amazing yeah so. totally totally and and staying on that kind of acoustic <clears throat> bent is a, is something that has kind of totally changed sync as in the past year or two and and you're hearing more about it jesse's been talking about it i've been hearing it on other channels of people who deal with sync and that is vocal music and singer songwriter type music that is being that is i there's a directive from one of my libraries that we want more singer song we want artists just like art list this yeah. is this crosses the the line with Artlist same they want artists they want stuff with vocals and they want the more vocals, the better. It's 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 in right now and singer songwriter stuff. One hundred percent,
1: man. And I hear so much of
0: this in like modern in like in TV
1: series that I'm watching um, as of late. Like especially like closing scenes, like you know, just really kind of like ambient uh, singer songwriter stuff. Uh, like really really vibey, like minimalist st- stuff, but like with great vocals um, on top of it. I, I'm being sort of generalized. I'm generalizing yeah. a sound, but. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's like singer songwriter necessarily, but it's like kind of you know just very vocal centric, um, and and lyrics that are like topical for the situation that's happening in like in the emotional scene of, of, mm-hmm. of the uh, of of whatever's happening in the in the in the in the in the show, and um, man, there's like there's just a million uh, amazing vocalists on that sound better site. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I have, you know, I don't have a hard time coming up with like the backing track. I mean, in terms of writing lyrics and the, and the vocalist is a little bit, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit time consuming. It's a bit tricky for me, but man, if you can hire a great vocalist, you can like crank out this kind of stuff. Um, and, and it is, it is, I would say it's in very high demand at yeah, the moment. It's
0: it's all the rage, uh, when of yeah. any of the people who are talking about, getting syncs these days and getting into libraries. And to be honest, um, most of what I've had go into sync libraries, not including this last library, where I did get the gig with them, like mm-hmm. this re- most recent library I signed with and sent them a new album. It was a percussion album. But the gig when I got the gig with them as far as getting into the library with a demo, it had all sorts of vocal stuff on it. Yeah. But my first BMG um, acceptance was you know 10, 10 vocal tunes and uh, really I've gotten two other albums on with them, a Christmas one that had vocals, and my latest country one that was vocals. So er, things are pretty vocal-centric with a lot of these libraries now, and you'll be good to, if you're able to write music and produce good pop music, um, it has to be good, it has to be pop, and it has to be current, uh, depending on, you know, what the library wants. Sometimes they want retro stuff, but for the most part, it has to be, which is why hip-hop continues to be... 'cause hip hop there's a lot of vocals and rap and stuff in hip hop and I know some of the uh the people I know that are involved in uh sync but all, but do rap mainly or do yeah. hip hop. It's huge.
1: Yeah, if you're a rapper, like man, that's yeah. that's a that's a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never worked with a rapper uh before. I'd love to. That'd be really cool. Um I've I've done some vocal stuff for like trip hop. Uh like I yeah. did three trip hop tunes for for Artlist um which haven't gone live yet. Uh, for the originals, uh, but and like I hire, like I had my friend uh, come and do vocals for one track, and that was so much fun, man. Like, and it just really elevated uh, the quality of the track. Um, yeah, man. Listen, Singers. I am
0: a, I am an instrumental person. I love, I love to Me make too. and and make mu- instrumental music. But I know well enough that vocal music is king. It always has been king. It's what I made my living on for many many years, and it's still going to be king forever so um, it, it's it's very useful and if you get nothing else from this this podcast uh, you get this the vocal stuff is in and if you can make great produced vocal music you'll get you'll get into libraries for sure
1: and if you so. can't if you're not a great singer get uh get autotune
0: <laughs> or, or go to sound better and hire somebody great because there's plenty <laughs> of people out there that are great and yep. kind of like moving into this same direction and staying with this kind of theme of authentic real music and including vocals, including acoustic and instruments and folk type of stuff as we get into rock and indie two cat, two different categories, kind of, but again, similar type of thing to singer songwriter and vocal music.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I was just thinking about the this show I was watching the other night and the, um, there was a lot of, like, indie type. Indie's kind of, like, a hard thing to define, but it was sort yeah, of like... Like pop. It was sort of like pop, shoegaze, like, rock music. There was guitars in the background. It was, like, low tempo and very moody and, like, sort of ambient. Um, and uh, <clears throat> indie indie comprises, I think, like, a lot of different, uh, you know, styles. Uh, but, um, man, you know, I mean, certainly rock music is is still, like, very, very popular, even though maybe it's taken, like... You know, a a back probably used to be king at some point. Maybe it's and maybe it's hip hop now. But uh, I mean, rock and hip hop mixed together—that's another great combination Mm -hmm. too. You know,
0: I think also um, when you think of an indie band, you usually think of a rock band, some kind of version of rock, rock punk, um, ska, something that Mm is that is you know very acoustic, very real, very uh, not programmed. And so uh, I think, uh, and (coughs) Indie is another hot word in sync. They are always looking for the newest Indie music. I have a a group right now I'm working with. It's a family kind of band and uh, you know, we are, I'm consulting with them, and the thing I'm helping them do is uh, pick the songs that we're going to try to move. Instead of the old days where we used to say, "Okay, what label could we get you in front of?" Now we're saying, "What library can we get you in front of?" Because a mm-hmm. library might want to work with you guys because you have a very interesting sound. It's all upbeat. It's it's very rock based, but it's it's indie through and through, and that's what they're they're looking for. That next indie band that nobody's ever heard of, mm-hmm. and libraries have become the new label looking for the indie band to sign you know mm-hmm. and and that nobody else has for their show or whatever so yeah uh it's it's very hot <clears throat> and like and aside from indie I think like that like the heavy rock
1: stuff like the yeah. the, the like the riff rock type of things mm-hmm. like you, you still hear a ton of that stuff and yep. like especially in advertisements like I hear it in beer commercials yep. uh, a lot that kind of thing um and yeah, uh, yeah man an- another two styles that are just like are, are ripe for like vocal uh, Vocal stylings as well. I think Um, I hear a lot of like like rock tunes with like um, you know like whoa whoa those kind of like background vocal stuff. Like I hear a lot of that do well on like yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah, exactly same with folk. So and those aren't hard to do. You could you could you could put those in. I did a little like whoa 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 for my last uh, motion ray tune. That worked
0: out all right. I did some. uh, Oh, I I have this kind of like scat thing I do on a lot of songs, sometimes yeah. in folk. But it's no there's no woes or o's or ahs or anything. It's more like hey, yeah, yeah type of thing. You know, it's almost yeah. like a a, a sung melody over the top. And it really needs someone speaking like Brazilian or something, you know, some I used to listen to a lot of Pat Metheny, and he used to have these Brazilian singers and nobody knew what they were saying, you know <laughs> but except people in Brazil, I guess. But uh, it was all in Portuguese and but yet it, it just it, it was mysterious over the vocal and stuff like that. So um that's cool. Okay, and then your next thing here was orchestral and trailer. And uh certainly trailer is its trailer is like its own world. You know? It is its, its own its,
1: world, yeah. It's its own world. it's it's still in high demand. Um and it's interesting to hear like how trailer music has kind of evolved. Um over the years. And I, I think right right now we're hearing, you're hearing like a lot of like covers, like of classic songs being reinvented um, uh, as a trailer. And I think that that's really cool. I think it's really, really fun. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, I think uh, there was like a Pink Floyd, like remix, uh, trailer remix for the for the Dune trailer, which I thought was cool. really cool. Um, I don't know if that was Hans Zimmer that, that did that, but uh, man, uh, I, I love that kind of stuff. I love like, infusing new energy into into old classics and i yeah. think that's a really cool trend
0: yeah um i think uh there's so many genres that you could do with trailer and i've seen totally. of course we've seen hip-hop done a lot we've seen rock done a lot we've seen oldies redone uh if you have watched any guardians of the galaxy yes. or anything like that they'll use some old song from the 60s or 70s and then build a trailer trailerify. Around it, so.
1: yeah you could trailerify anything really yeah. you
0: can, so an orchestral that is uh, you know i did a classical christmas album which for two years in a row has done very well around christmas time on tv shows <clears throat> and it's just because it's orchestral treatments of some of them were orchestral in the beginning, but some of them are more um, uh, pop Christmas tunes, but they're done with orchestral thing with bells and all that kind of stuff. So they're very useful for uh, for use at, at, at the holidays, but I think there's orchestral stuff that is not trailer that's yes. also very usable. And um, so I, I, that gets well, away from dramedy, serious orchestral.
1: Yeah, well, you do a lot of, like, you know... Um, like, like classic, uh, right. classical, uh, classical um, uh, you know, stuff of uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, or is it like you, it's, um, you can license it. Uh, it's not a uh, no, like, public uh, domain, public domain, right. Um, so that's, that, that's something that still works, you know, tons of Yeah, public domain I do stuff on motion array.
0: Uh, and I do a lot of it I do. Um, I will I scan the the public domain songs all the time. Right. Uh, I was just looking at them last week. And um, there I are can,
1: I guess new stuff gets added all the time, too. Every
0: year, the new yeah. stuff comes in January 1st. You get new songs that are in the public domain now. And now you're having a bunch of early Irving Berlin songs that are starting to come into the public domain because um, he he wrote from the 1910s to the 1930s, and so you're starting to get all these songs. I think someone to watch over me just became public domain, which is a great song. Talk about a great song for a trailer. But I mean, you right. can take old songs, and but all of these can be redone. I I just do. I I have an album pending right now at uh, at one of my libraries that is um, orchestra that is not orchestral. It's piano sonatas. You know, which are all Beethoven and Mozart and -hmm. and all these different composers, all that's public domain. And I've told some people that before. I'm like, do you know you can go back and redo these old orchestra songs from Beethoven and everything, and and it's all public domain? They're like, what? That opens up a whole new world for me, you know, especially if you're into that kind of music. So, um, and we're gonna see the same thing happen with jazz uh, over the next 20 years as stuff just becomes public domain and people are able to use these great songs. And some of them are already public domain that were great songs in the music at the end of the 1900s or um, you know this is where my music history um, uh, nerdiness comes in but uh, there's so many great songs from the 1890s to the 1920s and 30s that are just prime to take in license you know yeah, and, and you get
1: and you don't even have to make trailer versions of these you know you could do like a lo-fi hip hop remix. It could be pop of of it could yeah.
0: be um, Hip hop versions. It could be all sorts of things. Dramedy. Yeah, right. All the all the genres we've been talking about. You could take and do, and I do I jazz a lot of these up. You know and um, so so much opportunity um, for classical music as we're we're kind of piled classical in here a little bit. But um, where's a good place to
1: to, to look at public domain list? Do you have I just a spot? do a search
0: for public domain. There's a there's a site online for what is public domain um, and uh, public domain music. Um, you can just look it all up. I think it's, um, uh, it's, it's PD info. And
1: does, and does public domain just mean worldwide use or is it just for the States like in America? Like is that is there a distinction there?
0: I don't know. It says music and lyrics published in 1927 or earlier are in the public domain in the USA. By the USA. So, I wonder if it's like. If it's I don't different know.
1: Elsewhere, I really know. It's kind of an interesting question. Um,
0: well, that's cool. I think it is. I think it is. Mm. So. Um, so that's uh, orchestral and trailer, and then we have Latin. And as far as one of your things uh, here, and uh, I do, I like to do a lot of Latin stuff. Do you do much Latin? I don't do stuff? any Latin.
1: I've done one Latin song in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and that was for a challenge for the academy like to get out of your comfort zone i i got i got i tried some latin i didn't put it out there uh because uh i kind of used this chord progression from like this i can't remember what the name of the song was uh but i don't think it's public domain um but uh, <laughs> it was this kind of like um i don't even know this samba kind of uh, well, like I'm a,
0: I, I've am done a whole Latin album of late. Even a couple of years ago, I put my whole album called, from my jazz group called Sand Dollar in My Suitcase that I'd worked on for a decade and finally put it out. And it was all Latin, all of it. And it actually was signed for a bit, but he wasn't putting it out on this library, so I just took it back and I put it all up on my stock's libraries. And, and I think anything that I make for my personal brands, like my jazz brand or my piano brand, I'm not going to let go exclusive. I'm going to keep that non-exclusive and just do whatever I want with that. But I, I love Latin and being a jazz guy, you know, this falls right into the jazz world and jazz is our next thing to talk about. But um, I think Latin is uh, is, a, is such a fun genre. And so similar to when we get to folk or, um, you know, when we're in folk and, and some indie music, that's just very cool and relaxing and stuff. Sambas and uh I mean, bossa nova and...
1: latin is like is like hip-hop in the sense that there's there, there's some you can infuse it into so many different uh yeah. other styles and I, you hear a lot of like latin influence um and and yeah and i've heard t- like i said before tons of dramedy tracks that were latin infused and uh like you know bossa nova types of things and uh you know of course you hear it a lot in hip-hop you hear it yeah, um, in folk music um and i still i it's enormously popular yeah so Uh, I still think there's a huge difference. Around the world, way,
0: probably more than it's popular here in the States or in Canada. It's probably more popular from here, from, you know, below the United States all the way down into South America, of course, and then in Europe. And so Latin is, uh, and in all the islands and all that kind of stuff, you've got island music, which we're not even really touching on here, but it's kind of in the same uh, world as Latin. Or we could just say world music in general. You know, it's not something we're talking about here, but that's another genre that's a lot of fun to work in, and uh, so many instruments around the world that we we could use. Some of them are in Logic and different uh, things like that, but uh, yeah. just just a whole nother palette of sounds, just like we were talking about with dramedy and orchestra things and folk and acoustic music. Latin and world music really can put you in a completely different scope of instruments and is going to be something that most people don't have. Do they have a lot of Of Asian type sounding music. Do they have a lot of African sounding music? Those are those are some areas. If you're looking for, if you love that kind of stuff and you're looking to break in, having that kind of uh, catalog is going to be a plus for you for sure. Yeah, it's true. I think that's true. And then lastly, my heart, jazz. Um, If (laughs) uh, you know, if I had to pick one thing that could only do, this would be the category. Likely, Um, I do love folk, and I and um, I write a lot of pop and stuff like that. But I'm a jazz person. I, the minute I started hearing it in high school, and uh, it just it just took over my life, the later part of my teens, and then from then on, uh, you know, I, I probably, you know, we all have those genres when we go to Spotify. To see what's new, I go to the jazz, I go to the jazz tab, you know, that's where I go. And everybody has a different place they go. I go to the jazz tab well i've
1: listened to your jazz on spotify and, and it's fantastic i'm <clears throat> i'm not a jazz guy myself i got no business uh <laughs> trying to write anything that's jazzy but that being said uh certainly a lot of my my whole lo-fi hip-hop stuff is jazz influenced and you know there was a time mm-hmm. where lo-fi hip-hop was probably more commonly referred to as acid jazz absolutely um, and uh yeah so jazz definitely is an influence on me but um in terms of like you know, I would never uh, put anything out there that's like classic classical uh, sort of type jazz but um, man you know I think it's one of those again it's like Latin or uh, in in the sense that it finds its way and its influence mm-hmm. into a lot of other uh, genres so.
0: I think there's probably a jazz album in me to create for specifically for sync specifically for shows and tv shows and Um, jukebox use for, and when I say jukebox, I mean jukebox in a scene or uh, an old type of 30s or 40s show or something like that. I think there is, um, I I have one album on, I have lots of albums on, on the on the list to get to, and one of them is called Jazz Club, and it's just it could be used in any movie or TV show where somebody goes into a jazz club, and it's there's an instrumental version and a right. and a steamy vocal version, you know, and cool. so cool. that's kind of the goal to that. It's a little <clears> old-fashioned <throat> on purpose and not very modern, you know, very jazz um, jazz trio. But I think if that's what you love, there's a lot, and there, and just like hip hop, just like um, any of these, there's a lot of jazz possibilities um, uh, as far as I just remembered someone we left out. Um, there's a lot of jazz um, po- genres inside of jazz, and Latin yeah, is yeah. one of them, you know. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know if you you can you can have a Latin jazz side and acid jazz side and a pop jazz side and a smooth jazz side and a exactly. traditional jazz side. There's so much. There's so many subgenres. Yeah. 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 And then the last one we have to throw in here. I don't want to. I really don't want to. But we have <laughs> I, to talk. I was going to say we got to add country because it's. Uh, I I really am trying to get away from it. I would I would say country slash bluegrass, but I kind of think of bluegrass up more towards folk. Bluegrass is like the jazz version of country. Yeah. But um, uh, and back, back back when we I don't want to give anybody this idea, but I'll I'll go ahead and say that when we were talking about trailer, I was thinking, man, what about I've seen country. Trailers before where they take a country tune and make a trailer up, but what about a bluegrass trailer?
1: Oh, wow! Yeah, that's a challenge, man. That's
0: what I want to see some bands <laughs> next. Heavy banjo action academy and challenge. some hip hop, bluegrass
1: trailer. <laughs> That'd
0: but, be pretty um, funny, actually. Country, like it or not, is a, a, a genre that a lot of people like. I just finished a, a, a country album for a BMG library that was demand on demand, and I was just talking earlier about mm-hmm. I'm working on at least three more tunes for a, a modern country album that they're much, as modern as you can get with country, which you just pop with a little country sprinkled on top. But um, still a big genre, still something that uh, people need more than you would think they need if you it's- if you make country music.
1: Yeah, it's still it's extremely popular. It's popular here in Canada, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things that just it just covers so much ground. Like, um, I think, you know, even it does, it, like just taking aside from like, 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 pop country, for example, like pop country is sure it's popular, but it's all like also, you know, just writing tracks that are like using some slide guitar and some, you know, like those are really, really uh, powerful and useful um, for uh, in in like in certain types of content as well. And it could be something as simple as just like a backbeat and like and some like slide, uh, you know, some chill slide guitar. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. might be like blues. You might say that's blues or something. And I know yeah. that um, you know folks listening are probably going to be like, well, what about blues? What about gospel? What about disco? Yeah, what just about I wrote funk? down gospel. I mean, in there's here. there's so much there's so much right. I mean, like, yeah. um, but we're kind of covering like the heavy heavy yeah. hitters here.
0: Yeah, I do a lot of gospel and, uh, and yeah. have for years, and it has been my career for 20-something years and, and uh, how I, I mean, I did jazz as well. I did other genres and every other, like like jazz, like, uh, like pop, like hip-hop, there are, EDM, there are so many denominations, you could say, yeah. of gospel. But, uh, you know, I think all genres are really good for licensing. I think it just depends on what your skill is. You hear this all the time. When someone says, "What which one should I concentrate on?" and people say, "The one you're good at,"
1: yeah, you I, know? <laughs> that's, this is where I was going to end the conversation. Is is like, is absolutely, it, it really comes down to like, what's your strengths? You know, uh, focus on them, and uh, and and yeah, I mean, I, ultimately, I don't know if there is like a best genre for licensing. It's it's whatever you're really really darn good at, um, and if it's really really quality, then you're going to find a place for it somewhere.
0: For for sure. All right. That that says it all right there. I think we've covered a lot here and um, I hope this has helped. And if you have any questions, put them in the comments below if you're on YouTube. Otherwise, just let us know. And we'd love to uh, hear what you are doing out there. If you're watching this on YouTube, write down what you're doing in the comments. We'd love to know.
1: Even if you're writing polka music. Yeah, especially if you're doing polka music.
0: Hit us up in the comments if you're a polka expert. (laughs) And what have we left out? If we left out your favorite genre somehow. Yeah, we probably did. uh, Please let us know. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening and watching. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out
1: makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share and subscribe to our content. Also feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again and we'll see you in the next episode.
0: Take care.